nobody greater. No one is greater. I hope you enjoyed that instrumental, you know, because there is no one greater and we cannot say that enough. We have to stress that to ourselves over and over again. Not that it's causing us to believe because we already believe, but we just want to make sure that this flesh, the mind and everyone around us know how we feel. We want to put it all in the atmosphere. We want to agree with the, 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 the chorus, the host of angelic beings, the, and everything that is alive and worshiping the Lord, that we're in agreement. We're touching an agreement that there is no one greater. Amen. On this 23rd day of August 2020, uh, there's no one greater. There's no one greater. You know, we ought to just, just, whether we're just waking up or maybe we're traveling to work right now, you know, uh, here in the U.S. or in Europe or wherever we are, uh, that we ought to just lift our hands, give the Lord a wave. You know, maybe you can't take both hands off the wheel, but, you know, just, just uh, let the spirit of the Lord, you know, drive you, motivate you, uh, keep you and just encourage your heart that there is no one greater. Maybe at one moment, you know, because of the situation that you're dealing with or you thought there was an, an, a different uh, solution or maybe you thought there was something greater than what, but there's no one greater. No one greater. I'm, I'm here to tell you today. Listen, uh, you're listening to Sunday Morning Live uh, from Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, and you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, God bless you, and good morning again. Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost at 9 p.m. It's nothing like understanding and knowing the Word of God, and we believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you know, the Bible tells us that uh, the Lord said, you got to eat the whole roll. And so we have to and we have to get with all of it. And you're not going to understand the New Testament uh, until you understand the Old Testament. And so uh, we believe in all of it. And um, uh, the, the word of God is uh, yet strong, yet strong. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Uh, let me say that again. You have to be obedient to the word of God. It's not enough to know the word. Intellectual knowledge, oh, I know God exists. And, you know, I know the Ten Commandments. And, you know, there was a young man that met Jesus. And uh, he told him, I, I kept all the, the, the uh, commandments from my youth up. And the Lord told him, sell all that you have and follow me. And the young man got upset and uh, was very hurt. Uh, you know, he was feeling a certain way and he left not to be heard of again. Uh, you know, so he went a certain way, but that way was not with God. But he had intellectual knowledge and that's not going to do it. And so you must obey what the word of God is saying. If you missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand. Now, that will take you to an archive of our services, our, our messages, and you can come up to speed. I'm sure there's something there that has been said that will bless your soul, that will encourage you, that will strengthen you, and uh, 
help you to have a closer walk with Christ because that's what we're about. Not about filibustering, not about uh, a bunch of fluff and stuff, but we're about uh, having a walk with Christ. And that might offend somebody, but and uh, because they, they're looking for fluff. They're looking to lick the icing off the cake. They're not willing to, to deal with what it takes to make the cake. And so uh, we just want you to understand and know uh, that we are uh, about this life. And that says a lot in itself because uh, everyone is not about this life. They're about a form and a fashion, but they deny the power of God. And so, uh, listen, on Sunday morning, such as this, we're teaching about being rapture ready. You must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, yes, you have that ability. You, you have that control. You have it. I don't have that control over you. You have that control. God is not even going, he's not forcing you to be ready. You must be ready on your own accord. And so we're teaching about being rapture ready. I'm very excited about, uh, about the coming of the Lord. And, and each day just means that we're closer. Uh, each uh, time someone has said it to you, each time it is entered into your ears, whether it's via, via media or face-to-face, -face, or uh, you heard the message in a service, uh, you're a step closer to meeting the Lord. And whether it is a group uh, uh, interaction or individual, uh, you're going to stand before the Lord, and you must be ready in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. We're going to go into the book of Galatians. not going to be long. That's not my intentions. Uh, but I am excited about the Lord and what God is doing and he is the author and finisher of my faith. I've learned a lot over the few years that God has given me on this earth. And I'm, I'm using all that I can, all that's within me. I'm pouring it out so that God can fill me back up and I'm going to pour it out again. And so just want you to be encouraged as we go forth in the word of God. We're going into the book of Galatians. And by all means, please share the word of God with someone. Share the link with them. Tell them to go and listen to Pastor Carl. He's not talking no nonsense, uh, but he's talking about being ready. That's whether it is a Tuesday night Bible class, uh, Thursday night, or, you know, we're, we're not uh, dealing with no foolishness, but we're talking about what the Lord is saying and what the Lord is doing. And if you want to see uh, God in, acting in your life, as he did in the in the Bible, as we read about, as we have read about, not only what we have read, but also there are living epistles that we have encountered. Uh, there are people that we have met along the way that are that have uh, interacted, have seen the power of God, are, are illustrating the power of God. Signs and wonders are following us, and so uh, and these signs and wonders are not. Uh, for the natural things that you may particularly have need of, because uh, Paul said, why hope for those things that your eyes see? There's a way to get it. And so you just have to follow the rules. There's a universal law in place that says uh, uh, the, the diligent shall be a rule. And so you need to ask yourself, are you truly being diligent in your affairs? Uh, some would like to say yes, but listen, a man cannot rise above his knowledge, male or female. If you limit yourself by watching soap operas and, you know, the uh, different shows on TV, I, I like watching Bosch 
which is a novel that was written, a detective novel, but it's also on um, uh, on Prime. And so I like watching that, uh, but that's not my life. And, you know, and I know that's just a movie, and but you got to spend some time feeding your brain other things than what's on TV. You have to feed yourself. And in this day and time that we're in, there's so much. Uh, the Lord told Daniel, he said, look, he said, in the last days, knowledge shall increase and men will be going to and fro and knowledge has increased. You know, I, I needed to do a repair on, the, on my daughter's car. And so I looked it up. I, I YouTube it so I could see exactly what was going on. And there was somebody step by step showing you how to do it. Refrigerator went out um, and uh, had to repair people come out and they was talking three hundred and eighty dollars. And once I found out what was wrong with it, I Googled it and found out that uh, it was a $20 motor. Bought the motor from Amazon, uh, watched the step-by-step -step video on how to take the freezer section apart. It took me all of an hour to do. Uh, when the motor came, put it in and took me uh, half the time to put things back together. I did put all the screws in. And so, and now that's working. But the point is, is that there's knowledge, there's stuff, information at our fingertips and we're not using it correctly. Some are using it for porno, porno ones. Others are using it for uh, different areas that are not beneficial for their lifestyle. What's gonna cause you to stack some cheese? How much, uh, what's gonna help you to make more money? You know, while we're waiting to, uh, to, to go to school or vocation or, you know, whatever our endeavor is, uh, especially during this time that we have been in uh, the stay at home state, uh, there's a lot that we could have accomplished during this time. And so my question is, what are you doing? Have you accomplished something very productive during this time or are we just satisfied where we are? And let me tell you, Cornerstone Apostolic Church is not a church that's about being satisfied. I'm not a pastor or a brother. If you meet me in the street, man, I'm not about just being satisfied where I am, you know, and, and so uh, birds of a feather flock together. And so you want to be around people that are like mine, that are doing something because that rubs off on you. If you can't go around uh, uh, nine, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm washing the words here. Uh, but if you hang around nine broke uh, people, there, there we go, <laughs> you're going to make number 10. And so you need to get with some people that's going to educate you, that's going that you can glean from to help you out. And so this morning, we're talking about Rapture Ready, and we're gleaning from the experience of what Paul has already presented to the Church of Galatians. You know, I'm kind of laughing here this morning because there's been some technical difficulties and trying to, uh, uh, you know, I was all thumbs this morning and, and trying to get through some things and, uh, you know, and it happens. But when you're doing something that's live, uh, there are hiccups and there are funny moments and there are things that you better laugh at it because you're not going to change it. Once it happens, it has happened. And so um, but just enjoying what God is doing. And I hope you are, too. Uh, Galatians 3, 1 through 5, it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth. 
before whose eyes Jesus Christ have evidently set forth crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him for righteousness. I want to take a thought this morning with the Lord's help, and that is righteous but not saved. And we're talking about being ready, rapture, rapture ready, or being ready for the rapture. But listen, if you're just if you're righteous, righteous does not mean you're saved. That's part of it. But just based upon righteousness only, your own righteousness. Listen. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord, we love you. Lord God, we honor you this morning for your magnificence, for all that you've done, Lord God. We don't have to search the world over. We don't have to go through the deep blue seas and climb mountains and go into the valleys and caves, Lord God, because we know you. You revealed yourself to us so that we wouldn't have to do none of those things. Lord God, and we're here to say thank you. we here, Lord God, to apologize for things that we may have done to offend you, Lord God, things that we did, things that we did not know we was doing that was offensive to you, Lord God, and we just pray and ask if there's anything that we have not asked your forgiveness of, anything, Lord God, that we have not been thoughtful of, anything, oh Lord God, that we have offended, that we have trespassed your will. Lord God, I pray and ask that your forgiveness, uh, Lord God, from this place and every place, Lord God, among your people, those that are listening, Lord God. Father, we just pray and ask because we want to be in your will, Lord God. We don't want to be, Lord God, we want to hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. We want to hear your voice say that throughout this day. We want to hear your voice say that, Lord God, when we lay down at night. And if you should allow us when we rise up in the morning. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, now let me reread Galatians and then I'll read Proverbs. But, O foolish Galatians who have bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth, uh, before whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Proverbs 4. 20 through 27 said, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ears unto my saints. Let not thy heart, uh, let them depart from thy eyes. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 
Put away from thee a forward mouth, perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thy eyes look right on. Let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove not, uh, remove thy foot. Remove your foot from evil. Remove your foot from evil. The purpose of the epistle, Galatians, has the same purpose today as it did in 56, 53, 56 AD. You know, somewhere around there for the, those theologians, you know, the scholars that are particular about dates. I'm sorry, I don't know the exact date. However, uh, I know today's date, the 23rd of August. And I think that's the most important date that it is because here I am and here you are. And, uh, and so uh, Paul wanted the church to know and to understand something. Uh, he, first of all, the apostle said, my ministry, the apostleship that I'm holding, the office, the position that I'm in is not of men, uh, neither by man. I, I'm not doing this because someone heard me testifying and, and, and put it into my heart that um, or saw my academic achievements and said, man, you know, you must be, uh, you know, and they said it enough times that I believed it. And now here I am trying to walk this walk and talk this talk. And so, um, listen, when you're being called into ministry is a gift of God. It is not something anyone should take lightly. You know, when I was called into ministry, um, I hid. I actually was hiding. I, I was the uh, had been a deacon, had been the brotherhood president. I was the assistant head deacon, and I became a, um, an associate minister. And so there were steps that I was taking, not really wasn't trying to take those steps. It was just things were just falling into place like that. And I also played the bass guitar, at least I, I thought I was playing compared to what I did. I see going on today and over the past few years, you know, I'm, I consider myself a novice because these brothers are really thumping it out and really keeping the rhythm um, on the bass. And so uh, I had my bass guitar and I was sitting over by the organ and every now and then there was one particular mother that would come over and she say, I see you over there hiding. And, um, you know, she said, I see the calling in your life. And the pastor had already proclaimed the calling in the life, in my life, way before I had even arrived through the church doors. Uh, she had had a vision. And yet um, here I am, and I was not trying to go there. And I waited a year after many years, many years of service and being a faithful uh, brother. I waited. When I heard the call for myself, I waited. Then I went to my family and said, this is what's going on to get their approval and their blessing as well. Yes, you need that. If you are married, if you have children, you need to consider them when you get into ministry. And that is the will of God. And so uh, with everyone's consent, I still waited. I still set myself aside uh, to know for sure. And with as many words that have come and the prophetic uh, the, the bishops and those that have spoken into my life, I was waiting. I was not doing anything quickly 
because it is not by man, neither by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. It's by the spirit and the working of God. I would not stand here even today uh, in this microphone and on the, on the air, you know, if it was not for the, the spirit of God that was driving me. Bless you, Jesus. The spirit of God that was, that's working within me uh, to put a press in my soul uh, for ministry because ministry is not something to, that is easy and it's not something to be taken lightly by anyone. Some do it for profit and they're called hirelings. They're, they're hired servants. Uh, you know, you have organizations that will hire a minister uh, because you have a degree and I'm not against degrees I, I'm, <laughs> at all. So I'm not speaking against that. But uh, because you go and you get a, a degree from Liberty University or some, and I, I mention that because I'm a student of Liberty University, and I did not go after a degree in divinity uh, uh, because I, I, my expertise in my field is what I stayed with. Uh, and because it's a Christian uh, university, uh, Baptist University, therefore, there are some courses that you can take that are biblical studies. And I did do that. Uh, because I felt that was important. However, I didn't do it because I wanted to get involved in ministry. Uh, as so many, I met a man, he said he went to a theological seminary because he wanted to get involved in ministry because that was going to make him some money. It's not about the money. It's about souls. It's about the saving of souls. People are leaving here every day and they're standing in the presence of God, not ready. Some of them are, have been righteous, but they are not saved. Some of them are just completely uh, just because they ignored the word of God when he sent a witness to them. And they're standing, they, standing in the presence of the Lord naked. And so neither of man, uh, but by Christ Jesus and all the brethren which are with me and those that are supporting me unto the church of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who gave himself for our sins. He reminds them that it was God, it was Christ uh, that gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He goes on to say that I marvel, I'm puzzled behind the things. You got me scratching my head and wondering what's, uh, what's going on here. That you're so soon moved from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Yes, there are many gospels or messages that people take as gospel. Uh, many cliches that are not scripture that people think is scripture because it's being said so much by others. But you have to be careful because those things uh, could be very damnable. Those things could lead you on a path away from God instead of to the Lord. And so he said, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm, I'm looking at your, your, your actions and I'm hearing what you're saying. And I see that you have been moved from uh, Christ that called you into the grace. You've moved to another message, which is not, listen, there's no other message, but there are some that trouble you. Mm -hmm. 
and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And so the pervert, uh, pervert means to alter. There are some that will come in, they'll come. And let me tell you, because somebody have a, a driving in a Honda and, and all of that kind of stuff and, you know, coming out their mouth and, and because they, they looking all deep and waving their hands and, uh, you know, and, and speaking uh, multiple languages, something that they've made up, um, not necessarily because it is the anointing or the power of God, but they're trying to be a sign and a wonder themselves and they pervert the word of God. They pervert the gospel. They call, they alter it uh, from its original course. And uh, they, there's distortion and corruption that is being presented. It is the responsibility of the shepherd to discern these things. It is the responsibility of the ministers that are sitting in the audience uh, to discern those things. And it doesn't mean that you need a license to discern when somebody is, is not right and they're not presenting the word of God. And so uh, Lucifer uh, distorts the word of God. Uh, the Pharisees and others practice notoriously to alter the message of salvation. The chief priests in them uh, threaten the apostles and disciples, telling them uh, not to talk about Christ because you're going to bring this man's blood upon us. But the message of this life, which is the life that all believers should be tasting, uh, should not be distorted. It should not be changed in any kind of way. The the message that uh, Peter was told and John was told is to go and tell the people about this life. And that yet has more to be said and discussed. Um, and I, I don't think time permits us today, but I want you to know that there is, when he said about this life, he's not talking about the the life that you're living going to work, the life that you're living in your family, the life that you're living, but there's another life in which God is interested in us being uh, shown and being revealed to us. Now, uh, if I was gonna take some time to talk about this, I would talk about how uh, the Lord showed signs and wonders all the way back down uh, into uh, the creating of time how this life was presented to Adam and Eve and they chose to take another way. How this life was presented to those men that began to call Seth and all of those that began to call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, how this life uh, impacted Noah and to the saving of eight souls. How this life made such a difference when Enoch heard about this life that he that as he walked with God and become to and be, and began to understand more about this life that uh, it pleased God and God took him and so we need to understand more about this life which is the life that all believers should be tasting uh, have you tasted this life I'm not talking about the uh, going to church today I'm talking about you tasting the life I'm talking about uh, oh taste and see that the Lord he is good. Have you tasted that? Uh, are you are you thinking about the goodness of God in such a way that your your walk with him and your talk with him, the communion that you're having with him is all about this life. Now, this life does not make us so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good, but this life brings it all into focus of what the life is to come and the life that we have now. The Pharisees perverted the judgment by considering their desires ahead of others. And so when we can consider our own desire, our own self-gratification ahead of others, 
then it messes up uh, our lifestyle. Uh, they were about stealing the widow's home and, you know, and the mercy uh, did not enter their minds. Uh, they were very self-centered. And so uh, they uh, would be found praying in public and doing things that made them look important. And uh, Jesus uh, talked about that. Uh, John, who was the forerunner of Christ, talked about that because they proclaimed their righteousness to, to God and man while demanding the publicans who were and, and others uh, that calling other people sinners, even though uh, the Pharisee who was in the temple standing near a person or standing in the same uh, area you know, within the temple was with the publican and the publican is praying. The Bible said the publican would not even lift up his head. He felt so humbled. He felt so humiliated by the lifestyle in which he had lived, but yet he was asking God for forgiveness. The Pharisee stood there saying, I'm not like other men. I'm not like this man and compared himself to the person standing next to him. Listen, comparing yourself next to, to someone else does not make you righteous. It doesn't make you good at all. You know, you uh, bless your Lord Jesus. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Comparing yourself to someone else is not the measuring tool that that God has established. Uh, the Bible said that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and he gave these gifts unto us that we might edify the church till we all come to the statue of the man Christ Jesus. That's the measuring that we're supposed to be doing is measuring ourselves. Uh, Christ said, I'm going to prepare a place for you uh, that that where I am, there you may be. So uh, that's what we're, we're trying to mold, the model that we're to be following, not looking at someone else and comparing ourselves to them. And so we need to consider that. Is our salvation based upon our efforts, our own uh, human efforts, you know, um, my performance, my am I stuck uh, in uh, a mode of thinking of Christianity as being something of a work instead of moving into sainthood? And it, it's good to it's it's good to have works. You know, I do good works, and so I, I'm accepted of God. That's not the mindset that He's looking for. Now we can have good works, but uh, those good works are based upon more than uh, you doing those things and saying, "Well, I you know I did good, and so God is." Uh, he's going to be all right with me. Haven't you heard that our righteousness is as filthy rags? Righteousness is not going to save you. Uh, and so uh, individuals, uh, organizations, traditions based upon those uh, what has been written into organization. It says if you're going to be part of us, uh, you have to uh, you better get used to doing things our way. Uh, and so therefore, we can become a part of an establishment that play, causes us to say with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, but we're following the organizational laws in, without following the biblical, mm -hmm, without following the word of God. Did anyone tell you that, that you, you know, following the rules, we follow the rules to the T. You know, and, and so we cross our eyes. We do all of this. However, to be righteous in the rules and regulations of a organization on auxiliary does not mean I'm safe. Rules and regulations are fine and necessary to eliminate confusion. But unlike, uh, but unless you marinate your life with Christ, 
then you're just righteous and righteous, but not saved. First uh, Timothy one, three and seven says, as I besought, I'm pressing you. Paul is writing to this young minister. He's pressing him uh, that you abide at Ephesus. When I went into Macedonia, I wanted you to stay in Ephesus that you might charge some. There's some issues there that you're going to have to deal with. This message is not as easy as I thought it was. But listen, I'm sure is is blessing all of us. Sometimes you're plowing through the word of God. It's not an easy preach, teach. But listen, I went into Macedonia and I encourage you to stay in Ephesus that you might charge some that they teach no other doctrine, that they teach nothing else except the doctrine, the belief in which you have received. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. Promoting self-righteousness, not salvation, is what fables and endless genealogies does. All these cliches and different things that people are running around quoting because celebrities use them. It's not promoting salvation, it's promoting self-righteousness, it's promoting themselves as uh, with a spirit of procrastination because when God says, get it right, remember in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, you, you can't be talking about God's not finished with me. You listen, uh, he's going to be done with you at that moment in the twinkling of an eye. Now the end of the commandment is charity and out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfinished. So listen, at the end of all the commandments, everybody, and this bothers me because everybody, because there are so many people, white, black, yellow, brown, or whatever, red, whatever color you want to place them, whatever category, that are walking around saying, I'm a Christian because they say they believe in God. And so that classifies them as a Christian. Uh, Anna said the Lord is coming back for 10,000 of his saints. And so charity, charity, in order to eliminate the in order to eliminate the prejudice, in order to eliminate the unrighteous acts that are being committed against so many by uh, the groups that I've named, the color codes that I've mentioned, uh, comes from charity. And without charity, without love of a pure heart. In other words, you can do something. You can have a good work. You can have a good deed that's being done. However, it is not of a pure heart. You're looking for something in return. And maybe you're looking for a tax write-off. Maybe you're looking for somebody, a man or men to say, oh, yeah, that was a good job. But what about God? Is God saying that's a good job? Uh, and, and so it has to be done of a pure heart and of a good conscience and faith unfinished. Is it being done with faith in God? Is it being done unto the Lord? I'm doing this because I love the Lord. I'm doing it because I know this is what God wants done. He said, for which some, having swerved, they deviated. They skidded off the road of, of righteousness. They skidded off the road of holiness. They skidded off out of the will of God and have turned aside into vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, uh, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But though we are an angel, uh, listen, uh, he gets to the, to the rubber is meeting the road here. He said, though we are an angel, uh, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. 
if it's an angel that's preaching something that's different than what I'm saying, it is a curse. If it's another man that comes along and try to tell you something different than other than having faith and following the word of God, then that person is a curse. That, that no matter what degrees they have, no matter what uh, theological center they attended, what seminary, no matter what uh, they how they try to tie it all together and say, well, if you believe the philosophy of this of this uh, teaching, you know, that lines up with God's word. Listen, no, let it be a curse because they're they're leading you astray. You start the Bible said a little leaven leavens the whole lump when you take a little bit of it. After a while, you found it that a little bit and add it up. You keep taking a, a teaspoon or something, it's going to add up after a while. You can fill the cup half. Next thing you know, it's full. It's full of something that should not be there. And so a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Righteousness is defined as being morally right or justifiable. You can be faithful uh, to, to the wedding vows, loyal to employment, pay your bills on time. Do your taxes good, cross your T's and dot your I's. But listen, if you do those things, and, and that's commendable, I, I, I appreciate you, I applaud you, but being morally correct is not enough. If I do all those things, how can I not be saved? Well, first, let me say that uh, again, that's commendable, but none of that removes the stain of sin. The element that contaminated humanity is the greatest pandemic that has ever been faced. However, there is a remedy and there is an antidote that must be taken to remove the stain of sin. So I can walk around. Listen. Yes. Thank you. I can walk around with sickness in my body, run a track meet, play some basketball, beat my beat my a few friends or, you know, whoever I'm playing and I'm functioning pretty good there. However, there's still a sickness in my body because there's an antidote that needs to be uh, given to me in order to rid my body of the sickness. Now, wait a minute, I'm shooting who? I I'm riding my bike. I'm doing things. I I'm, I'm lifting weights and all of this kind of things. I'm physically active. And so I appear to others to be all right. You appear to others to be all right. However, there is something uh, that is eating you up. There's something that is, is killing you that is going to bring about an end result that you don't want to face unless you take the antidote, unless you get involved with the remedy that is being presented. Hmm. To be rapture ready, the stain of sin has to be removed. Or you will be just righteous, functioning, doing all those things that are earthly good, practicing some common sense, but you will not be saved. Well, preacher, how are you going to say all of that? I just did. I just explained it to you that you have to have the stain of sin removed, the contaminant, the pandemic that has spread that was released by the man, Adam, mm -hmm, such as the pandemic that has been released uh, by the um, recklessness of men it has to be removed it has to be removed listen Paul dealt with the area he dealt with this area very 
tactfully because there are agents that are against Christ, the spirit of Antichrist. And so therefore you have to take precautions. You have to take precaution because they came in preaching a different message because they get on the air, they get on the TV, they uh, write books. Uh, there are agents that people that you encounter that tell you things that are contrary to the word of God. God who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and the Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We don't have time to listen to the mess that people present, to get so caught up and with a mindset that if I just be a good person, I'll be all right with God. Listen, you could be a good person and you'll reap the benefits of being a good person. Uh, when you have good credit, you have a low interest rate, uh, whether you're buying a home or buying a car. If you study to show yourself approved unto men, the Bible tell us, saints, listen, the Bible tell us to study to show ourselves approved unto God and man, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. So both naturally and spiritually. But some of us only embrace the natural part. And so I reap the benefit of embracing the natural part. And, and so if I do all of those things right, uh, then I reap the benefits of those. But that will be the only reward that I have. I want more than the rewards of something that becomes rusty. I want more than the reward of something that the termites and wood beetles can eat up. I want more than something that will uh, become is new today and depreciating uh, as soon as I drive off the lot. I want something more than what the malts can eat up. Uh, I, I want something more knowing that 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 I'm aging in with time and that I was once young, but now I'm older and I can see that as I get older, I'm transitioning uh, from time and I'm getting closer and closer to eternity. It doesn't matter what age you are. Because there are uh, youth that are leaving here as well as the old uh, young in heart. And so I want more than uh, than to just be righteous here. But I want to be righteous and I want to be saved. Uh, and, and those go together because you can't be unrighteous and be saved, but you can be righteous and not be saved. And, and so I want to make sure that my Affairs, my spiritual affairs, my natural affairs line up with the word of God. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, that cleanliness is next to godliness. So I want to clean up everything that there is around me. I want to clean up whatever is in this in this body of mine. Uh, the Bible uh, tells us that Joshua said, "As for me and my house, my my house, this this body that I'm in, as for me and my house, I want to serve the Lord." And, and so I want to clean it up. I want to make sure that it's presentable uh, because it's not what uh, what goes in a man that defiles him, but what comes out of him. And so I want to make sure that what comes out of me, that when God squeezes, uh, when my sponge is squeezed, that that it has absorbed enough of God that God comes out. I want to make sure that what comes out of me is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. I don't want it to just be enough, but I want it to be more than enough. I don't want it to just be, uh, it got me over here on earth, but it's not going to get me into the kingdom, which I should already be in. Mm, listen, 
for those that believe the living in the kingdom about this life being in the kingdom or getting or going into the kingdom is something that we enter in today it's not something that we enter in what we're waiting for is the redemption of our bodies to be changed from mortal to immortality what we're waiting for is not the changing of the spirit let me say that again you're not waiting for the change of your spirit listen man listen women god's not going to change your spirit he's only going to change the body you must change your spirit paul said uh, peter said uh, uh repent and be converted that's a change uh, paul said uh, by the trans uh, by the transforming transforming of your mind that's a change should we continue in sin that the grace of God may about no that's a change we have to change and in order to be in what God has called us to be presently in mm -hmm. God has called us to be presently in that's why I, I if you've listened to the bra if you listen to the messages we're talking more and more about leaving the mundane and 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 getting through the the permissive and into the divine listen proverbs uh, proverbs my time is my time is running out i have a lot more that, that i would love to exhort but listen proverbs 4 son attend to my words this is what i'm praying that you that are listening those of you that will hear this later that you attend to what i'm saying give ear to my sayings don't let them depart from your eyes keep them meditate on them in your heart for this what i'm telling you is life and if you embrace what i'm telling you then you'll have the life in which i'm god intends for you to have and the health it's health to you mm -hmm. it's health keep your heart there we go keep your heart with all diligence guard your heart guard yourself from people that come with something that is outside mm -hmm, outside the will of god bringing you a word that is not a word it's a curse Yes, it's a curse. It's a curse thing. You don't want to be involved with something that is a curse. But keep your heart with all diligence for all out of it are the issues of life. If your heart is filled with with self-righteousness, if your heart is filled with unbelief, if your whatever's in that heart is going to come out. Put away from me the forward mouth. Some of us need to make sure that we watch what we say and perverse lips. Let your eyes look right on. Stay focused. Let your eyelids look straight before thee. Stay focused. Ponder the path of your feet. Watch what you're doing. And let all thy ways be established. See, Paul, Peter said establish. Uh, if you uh, give diligence that uh, there is going to be a open door established for you. Turn not to the right or to the left, but remove thy foot from evil. Remove your foot from evil. Don't pay attention when people come 
and they're bringing something anew. They got a new gospel. They got a new doctrine. Listen, that we're not about that life. We're not about that. Uh-uh. No, stay away. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Corner Stone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, as we look and live through, as God navigate us through these days and time, uh, when the Lord permits, look forward to seeing your faces. But until then, be blessed, uh, be encouraged. And, and I pray that something has been said that stirs your mind up, stir your spirit up, you know, uh, so that you'll be uh, rapture ready, not righteous. I'm righteous, but not saved. No, you want to be saved. And, and so that will work hand in hand. We'll be back on Tuesday at 7 p.m. in the book of Ezekiel as we're watching the shift of Ezekiel's message. And not only uh, then, but, you know, uh, there's so much more that can be said. But uh, with that, uh, let's go before the Lord again in a word of prayer. And, and I hope that you're praying with your families and friends, those you're in contact with. Have a moment of prayer. Pray for direction. Uh, don't be so concerned with what's going on, what's happening, you know, and uh, a whole bunch of questions. Listen, uh, God has the answer. And if we be focused about the things that and, and about being diligent in the business at hand, uh, as I said earlier, you know, taking opportunity, occupying, the Lord said, occupy till I come. Are you occupied? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless your the listeners this morning. Lord God, to hear those that have heard your word, those that will hear it later, that you would bless them, Lord God, to occupy the right way. Lord, I pray and ask for your leading and guidance among your people in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, if you have not had your sins remitted in Jesus' name like the, like Paul did, the Bible said that he was converted. Uh, he received the Holy Ghost through the laying on of him, Ananias, and he was baptized immediately afterwards, and he began to do the will of God as God had called him. And so uh, you also want to uh, follow those steps. Many say that uh, they admired the Apostle Paul. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Again, we'll be back on Tuesday. God bless you until then. Amen. Yeah.